welcome to another episode of Coffee and Chai, a podcast all around faith, culture, and our continued pursuit of happiness. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the show. excited because I have a good friend of mine, Miss Kalia Braswell. She is the CEO and founder of Intech Camp for Girls. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking around purpose. And so I pray that this conversation blesses you, encourages you, and inspires you. Hey, Kalia, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, I'm so excited. I feel like uh, this has been a long time coming. And um, man, obviously right now we have a lot of time on our hands or I don't know if it's a lot more time because um, <laughs> time doesn't change. I think it's just, you know, we're not going out as much now. And so right. uh, for context for, you know, whenever this podcast comes out, uh, we're currently in quarantine around the United States um, because of coronavirus. And I think, you know, obviously with uh, how that's affecting people around the world, I think right here in the States, it's affecting a lot of people because people just don't know what to do with this time that they didn't realize they had. And for those of us who have been utilizing our time <laughs> uh, as much time as we can, uh, we're like, I've been I've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's really people having to sit at home and do stuff. And it's like, oh, now I got to be here mm-hmm. and, and sitting with that alone time like, is a struggle <laughs> for a lot of people. It's a struggle. We had a meeting at work and it was a meeting on how to work remotely. And I was sitting in a meeting. And my manager was like, "Why do you look like that?" I was like, "I I never had a problem working from home. This is, this <laughs> is not been a problem. I didn't need to read a book." <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But uh, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about purpose. And before we really get there, um, for those of those who may not know you, um, who are you, and what do you do? That is a million dollar question. Um. <laughs> Uh, so to repeat my name again, I think that's like natural when you're telling about yourself. Mm-hmm. I am Kalia Braswell. Uh, who am I? I am born and raised from uh, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. born in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, which is super country. So that may slip out in some of my words. <laughs> um, that's where all of my family still resides. Uh, but I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and that's pretty much, you know, the city that raises me, raised me. And I rep the city very hard. I actually have Charlotte Crown tattooed on my arm. That's how hard I rep Charlotte. But wow. uh, I grew up, I know, right? I grew up in Charlotte. Um, and, you know, I think if I had to sum it up, you know, technology has been a, a uh, place that I've been since really grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when I think about who I am, it's not the only part of me. Like, tech isn't the only part of me, but it's a large part of me and my identity. Um, I also used to DJ though, so wow. I'm really into music. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta bring that back somehow. Um, <laughs> I gotta figure that out. Maybe while I'm quarantined, I can brainstorm. What was your um, DJ name? DJ CEO. Let's and it go. stood for Creatively Entertaining Others. Wow. Yeah. So I was always trying to. Uh, well, back then when I got my DJ name, I, I said that I wanted to be. CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. That has since changed. I actually would not like that job. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a that's a short of of who I am. Wow, that's that's good. And you know, I mentioned in the intro that you are uh, the CEO and founder of Intech Camp for Girls, and that's an yes. incredible organization. Um, I was reading up on it, and it actually says 
It is a nonprofit whose mission is to inform and inspire girls to innovate in the technology industry. And, um, yes. you know, you talk around wanting to be a CEO one, one day um, of a, <laughs> a Fortune 500 company, but that's since changed. Um, but with this organization, um, tell me more about it. Like, what's the goal? What's on offer? Yeah, so Intech um, started off as just a one-day camp. I received a grant. Um, I was at uh, in, in my master's program at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I had this opportunity. I did the event, and I was like, you know, because the reason why I brought up technology and Charlotte and all of that is because I went to a high school, Philip O'Berry Academy of Technology, and, you know, I was on the IT track. I learned how to code. Um, I was also a part of a program that allowed me to get an internship at what was then Wachovia. Mm. I aged myself because they got bought out by Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo. Yep. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people don't know that, you know, their headquarters is in Charlotte and they have a huge campus there. And as a junior in high school, I was able to intern as a network engineering intern. Mm. And so looking back, those opportunities didn't really exist anymore in Charlotte. And so anyway, I was just like, all right, I got this grant. Teach middle school girls how to code. It'll be cool. I'll bring my friend. You know, I have folks drive from like Raleigh, mm-hmm. um, which is about roughly two hours away from Charlotte to come volunteer. Like it was an amazing event, but I didn't have foresight beyond that. Right. Like the name we had just because at the time I was a uh, PR chair for Nesby mm-hmm. uh, at the national level. And so like branding and all of that was just a thing for me. So, you know, my homeboy from undergrad, he created the logo. It was really official, but still had no vision beyond just April 26, 2014, we're going to wow. do this camp. Wow. However, after the fact, like, I got an email from a parent who was like, you just changed the young girl's life in eight hours. Um, and it was just, just electrifying the energy from the girls who came, their parents, and the volunteers. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of spoke to me, like, I have to keep doing this because... I didn't even like, you know, again, like I got the grant, so I knew I was going to do this activity, but like I didn't do any market research or nothing like that to see what was already offered in the city. And I kind of knew for black girls in particular, nothing was being offered in Charlotte at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, after that day, I realized that there was a need. And so it was like, all right, well, how can I continue doing this? Um, and here we are almost six years later, still doing a variation of things at this point. And so, to answer your original question, our goal really is to, um, you know, expose girls to technology as much as possible, mm-hmm. but also expose them to women in tech. Um, you know, my story is great, but there's other women who uh, are in this space that may not have taken a traditional route. Like I have a bachelor's in computer science, mm-hmm. but I know folks who got bachelor's in like film and ended up as a software engineer. And so as much as possible, we want them to be exposed to women who look like them. Um, and our goal not isn't necessarily for our girls to then go off and major in computer science and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be great. But the real goal is, you know, giving them, opening up their minds to the opportunity and showing them like, hey, like technology is everywhere. You yeah. know, whether you want to be a hairstylist or you want to be a doctor, right? Like you still going to need tech. Um, and in some of those places, you might also need to know how to code. So that's pretty much like our goal. Yeah, that's 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 fire. I think um, I was thinking today, I was like, when did I meet Kalia? And uh, (laughs) I think it was like early on in my career at Apple. And uh, it's because of Nesby, as you mentioned, National Society Black Engineers. Shout out to that org. 
and uh, I had a good friend um, named uh, Jalice, and um, mm-hmm. I guess you were also connected to her, and so when you moved out here, she was like, y'all need to meet. Um, what's crazy <laughs> is actually it's, today is her birthday, so it's crazy how things Is just, it really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you didn't know. You. Shoot that birthday right. text. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy how things work out but um you know I was like man you know when we finally met I was like this is a cool it's a cool woman um doing some cool stuff and you know when I look at any organization and you talked around vision and you know how uh that that parent said you changed my daughter's life in eight hours and yeah you know that's a that's a pretty cool story to know that just a few moments with someone can change their life and when you look at the number of scholars that you've served, your website says you served well over 1,100 scholars. Um, mm-hmm. Do any success stories stand out to you? Yeah, so, um, and it's funny because I, I feel like I tell the same stories, but, like, they're just so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so to go back to that parent um, who then became a mentor of mine, I became a mentor of my daughter, her daughter was in the sixth grade at that event mm-hmm. and never came back to an in-tech event, not because she didn't want to. It was just like a timing thing, mm-hmm. um, which, I, I mean, that wasn't all on her. It was some of us as far as some, some organizational thing as far as like when we had events. But in any case, kept in touch. Um, the young lady ended up going to my same high school mm-hmm. uh, to pretty much follow my path. Uh, she then decided to go and transfer into like an early college program so that she could get some college credit, which is super smart. Um, But then, you know, so at Apple, I was a user experience engineer, designer, researcher, all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we'll talk about that a little later. But, um, you know, so I did this, I was in the middle of design and uh, technology. And that young lady, Harmony, she uh, is it like she loves art, right? So she's mm-hmm. a visual designer. And so when I told her more about the role that I had, she was like, okay, I think I want to do that. You know, fast forward, um, she's been planning to attend North Carolina A&T okay. to do some kind of, they have, I think they're having a new program rollout for user experience. But last summer or last May, I took her and a group of girls. Um, they actually earned a all expenses paid trip to come out to Facebook. Mm. And so I set up a uh, lunch at Apple and then also uh, a tour at Netflix. And that was a, that was a surprise. I didn't know we were going to do that. <laughs> so we get to Netflix um, and shout out to my friend Miriam, who's also a DJ. Uh, she gave us a tour and she also shared that she's a, a user experience designer. Right. Mm. So now it's like even more real. It's like, Oh snap. Like, I met Kalia in Charlotte. I know she worked at Apple. She did UX, like, cool. But now I know another woman. And I'm at Netflix, a platform that I use daily. And I met somebody. And she told me about what she's doing. And now it's, like, even more real. Um, And so now that's what she wants to do. And if you're familiar with the Grace Hopper Conference, um, which is, like, the biggest women in tech conference in the world, Mm -hmm. really. um, She's been to that a couple times. And so, like, she's, like, all in. And that one day camp back in 2014 was a spark for her. And it's just amazing, you know, now that we can see that kind of stuff. Um, I also reconnected with another student from that camp who also, she only came to that one camp mm-hmm. and never came, you know, back to anything that we had. Um, when I reached back out, you know, I, I re- actually reconnected at another program that I was teaching, mm-hmm. but she didn't realize, well, her mom made her realize like the connection that she had came to in tech. I didn't realize it until later. 
And so our, you know, Gen Z had to reach out to her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you realize that you did my camp? Like, she's like, oh yeah, my mama told me. So anyway, she also uh, is at North Carolina A&T doing computer engineering. Let's go. Um, and so it's crazy, like, now that we're almost six years into this, we can now see, like, all right, this actually was impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and those are two examples from our first camp, but we've done... Uh, summer camps is kind of our flagship thing now where we do a five-day experience in both Charlotte and Raleigh, um, all for middle school girls. And that's why I say, like, you know, Ryan and Harmony didn't really get a chance to continue to participate in Intech, but that's because they aged out of our program. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we bring girls in the summertime and they learn how to code during the morning and then we take them on company tours in the afternoon. And so um, we've had girls come back each summer like they'll come in sixth grade and basically they'll just keep coming until they age out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's also been cool. And so it'll be awesome to see in a few years, you know, where they end up as well. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. I think uh, when it comes to mentoring um, young, young teenagers or anything like that, um, you know, cause I used to do youth ministry and you never know um, what the effect is uh, going to be when you're pouring um, someone's life. Um, yeah. and you might never see that child, that kid again. Um, but when you get to see them, when they get older years later and you're like, they're like, Oh, thank you for you know what you did. You're like, Oh man, I didn't even realize how powerful it was going to be, but I'm glad I even got to be a part of that experience. And yeah. you know, we talk around being in quarantine right now. And, you know, for some people it might seem like, you know, so much time at home, but I look at it as so much more time to, um, kind of refocus on what we're meant to do. And um, really what God has called us to do. And I saw Will Smith uh, posted something yesterday and he said uh, Shakespeare was in quarantine when he created um, King Lear. And I was like, oh, that's powerful. That's <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That man, he was like, you know, what? I, I got I got time. I'm not going out anymore. I'm not seeing all my friends every single minute of the day and going to all these functions. You know what? I'm just going to create something. And I think a lot of yeah. people got ideas about things they want to do. Like, you know what? I want to do this. And they never do it. And you had an idea to to start something. And you said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to start with something. And it started off with the camp. And then that camp led to something else, to something else. And um, that really got you kind of snowballed into creating something that now reaches so many young women. And um, is really going to change the scope of women in tech. Because as we know, we need more women in tech. Um, yeah. You know, I, I yes, say yes, it every yes. day when I go to work. I'm like, we need more <laughs> women at tech, um, you know. But, and I'm not just talking about African American women, I'm talking about women of all colors. Like, we need yeah. uh, more women because there's so much power in diversity. And so, um, speaking of, uh, you know, my job, uh, you actually used to work at Apple. I did. And uh, for a short season. Um, tell, me, <laughs> tell me how, like, what led you to work at Apple? Um, and then, uh, what did you learn in your season while you were at Apple? That's a good question. So I actually interned for a year, which is not common. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you and I met when I was an intern. And, um, so I'm a part of an organization called NCWIT, mm-hmm. NCWIT, uh, the National Center for Women and in Information Technology. And they have an annual summit, and I was there serving as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And Apple actually sponsored a lunch for ambassadors. And so I ended up sitting beside, now, now mind you, 
I'm in the middle of my master's program at this point, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. I had already finished a year. I got a year ahead of me, and then I'm done. Um, and I was in a human-computer interaction-focused program, meaning I was studying, like, design and psychology and thinking about how people use technology. And so, like, I knew, like, my pivot was going to be, okay, I don't want to code, although I have this computer science degree. I want to pivot into um, being in this middle space with, as a designer where I can actually talk to people and we can design based on those people. And so, you know, and at the time I was interning at Bank of America or I was planning to, to intern at Bank of America, but I'm at this summit sponsored by Apple, sitting at a round table. Beside me was um, the current inclusion and diversity lead. And again, like, I didn't have anything to lose because I already had an internship. Mm-hmm. I, I had a year ahead of me in school, like, you know, so it was low stakes and I didn't have an aspiration to work at Apple. So I asked the questions about diversity and stuff. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting beside the inclusion and diversity guy. Like, this is great. Um, <laughs> and so I was just asking like random questions or whatever about, you know, the workforce and what his thoughts were. And then the lady stood up and she said, hey, you know, I have a special email address for you all that are here if you want to, you know, send me your resume. But me being me, I went straight up to her and I said, hey, you know, what does it take to be a user experience? you know, designer at Apple. Like, what does that look like? Do you need a PhD? Like, I didn't know. Mm. And I, I don't think a lot of people know because Apple is known for the experience of their product yep. down to, like, opening the box, you know? And so it's just like, oh, yeah, I must have some real smart people there. Like, how much education do I need? And so mm. um, she gave me her card and she said, hey, you know, send me your resume. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Again, low stakes, but I'm like, it's Apple. So I got back uh, to school, updated my resume, emailed her. Um, To make a long story short, there was a team looking for a diverse candidate. He wanted a woman, but if he got a black woman, it was like, like super like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like I I checked all the boxes. Um, So here's, you know, they were super interested in me. I didn't even have a real portfolio at the time, to be honest, but Mm -hmm. I had an interview, had some interviews. Um, and so I'm thinking like at most I'll take a semester off. I'm thinking at most I'll take a, a semester off of school, um, go intern at Apple and come back home. But he's like, Hey, uh, could you intern for a year? Oh and I'm on the phone and I'm like, All right. I can go, but I'm like, how am I gonna take a year off of a master's when that's all I have left? Like yeah. <laughs> what? I felt kind of crazy. And so anyway, I talked to a few people about it. And then I was just like, I can't say no to these folks. So ended up at Apple as a user experience intern. Um, I learned a ton of stuff at, during that internship. And I was like learning a lot because I didn't know, I was never like trained to be a designer. Mm-hmm. And as an engineer, you know, there's plenty of ways you can code something um, and get the result that you need. But as a designer, people can still, people can have like their own subjective opinion. And you feel like, you're never going to get a solution for real. And so that was a struggle for me. Um, but I learned a ton about design, uh, design tools, um, and worked on a lot of projects that I think was unique because at Apple, um, this is kind of a rumor type thing, but I also saw it to be true. Mm -hmm. You can like be siloed into like, you're good at this and this is what we want you to do. Um, and it's, in some cases, people don't get to network outside of their own team, but I had the ability to like do that. Right. So I was servicing the hardware 
engineering managers. Yeah. And so I had to go meet with managers that managed iPod products, MacBook Pro products, um, all the all the hardware stuff that Apple makes. And that's who I was they were my customer. And so I was all over the place all the time doing user interviews and things of that sort. Um, so that I could bring that information back to my design team and the mm. engineers and say, hey, here's what the customer needs. Like, not what we were thinking. Like, the, the button doesn't need to be blue, guys. It needs to be green. Like, <laughs> like stuff like that um, is what I was doing. And I learned a ton about, like, because um, Apple was my first, like, real tech internship, like a tech company. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of financial internships, like Wells Fargo, um, Fidelity Investments, uh, intern at Deloitte, which is an accounting firm, you know, like, so I had all this, like, financial institution stuff, but never really at a tech company, and that was a game changer for me, um, and, uh, and so then I went back and got my master's, and I came back to Apple full-time, and I was only there for a little over a year, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was different, though, like, and I always talk about those experiences differently, and I, I was reflecting earlier on, like, what that difference was. I still can't pinpoint it, but I was on a different team and my manager ended up leaving about three months into my job. Yeah. And then I started uh, reporting up to the director. And I think as a, a, like a fresh new hire, like this is my first real, real, real full-time job. That kind of um, change in leadership was a bit jarring for me. Mm. Uh, And so I was constantly like unaware of what I should be doing. I don't know. Like, it was almost as if I retreated into myself and I wasn't that bold. Like, as an intern, I met Tim Cook. Like, I met a lot of the leadership, you know? Like, yeah. um, and I was, like, active in AAEA, like, just doing all the stuff, moving and shaking people who knew who I was because I was everywhere. But as a full-time person, like, I came and did my work and I went home. And um, to this day, I don't really know what that was about um, outside of the change in the leadership and me trying to find my my voice on my team with mm-hmm. everybody like it was a lot of folks that left my team when i was full-time and i just again i was doing oh i never said that but i did uh internal tools so apple customers apple employees were my customers yeah um and on my full-time team i was actually designing none of it looked great but <laughs> we uh were designing apps and things of that sort for everybody in the entire company mm-hmm. from corporate to the store people had to interface with the stuff that i was working on so that's cool but like it was like mac apps and Mm. mac apps aren't cool so (laughs) it was just kind of like i don't love this and so i tried while i was there to get into an education space whether that meant i was on a swift ui team um or the the swift uh i forgot what the education one is called but um you know, just trying to get in an education space because Apple does have some education initiatives, but mm. it didn't move fast enough for me. So I was like, all right, I got to go. Mm. And the reason why I had to go and we can talk about like that leap of faith. Actually, Rob, yes, we went skydiving for your birthday. We did. Oh, I, for- I-, I completely yes. forgot about that. I remember yes. when we went skydiving, it was for my 30th, I think. And uh, you had a friend who happened to be in town. He's like, I'll go too. It came. <laughs> insane. Just insane. Insane. And I used those photos to kind of overlap me leaving the job because I didn't announce it at first mm-hmm. to the public, you know. And I was just like, I'm taking this leap. It was literally a leap of faith when I left to come run Intech full time. And so, but what I started feeling is that I was losing myself within mm. Apple. And I actually talked to a lot of folks 
you know, when I announced that I was resigning and I could see it in them as well, where they didn't feel like they were good enough outside of the company or outside of their team. And they had amazing talent. And I was like, this is the right thing to do for me because I'm going to be in that space and I'm not going to know how to get out of it. And so like, I had to leave when I left, I had to, or else I would have lost myself. And I'm like, this is not me. Like, this is, I, it just didn't, I, I had to go. That's um, crazy. You know, I think, yeah. um, I think we all know when it's time, when it's time to leave, when it's time to step into that next thing. Um, you yeah. know, I, I always tell people that, um, you know, God is our creator, which meant that we were all, you know, born with that, that desire to always create and that desire to always want more and do more. And the hardest thing to often do is to step away from what's comfortable. Like, oh, this yeah. is cool. I'm making good money. Things are comfortable. Um, but you still have that desire, you know what I'm saying, that thought in your head that, man, I'm supposed to be doing more with my time yeah. and more with my life. And yeah. there's a scripture in the Bible where this rich man comes to Jesus and he's like, hey, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Like, what more do I need to do? And Jesus is like, sell all your possessions and follow me. And the mm. guy looks at him and then just walks away. And, um, you know, look at that story. And like, I don't know how I would sell everything I have to to just follow God and follow my dreams and my passions. But it wasn't about like giving up what you had. It was like, are you willing to give up what's comfortable to step into um, where you know you've been called to step into? And what yeah. you've been called to do is not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be easy. It's going to require a lot of hard work a lot of failures, a lot of sleepless (laughs) nights. And a lot of times when you're just questioning yourself and like, what am I even doing with my life? Why did I decide to do this thing? Um, But that's where you're supposed to be. And, you know, I think, you know, when you left Apple, it, you were at that point where it's like, all right, cool. The season's done. It was great. It was amazing. Thank you for this opportunity. But now I'm going to do, go and do more. So I actually fasted before I decided to leave. Oh, and let's go. yeah, so I usually fast um, once a year in January. And uh, my roommate, she fasts all the time. Like she always want to fast, and I'm like, like that's not how this works. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so she um, also worked full time somewhere and also had a side venture. And we both always talked about what would it look like for us for us to do our side venture full time. Mm-hmm. And so it was around my birthday in 2017, October 2017, she was like, all right, let's do a 10 day fast. And we just, you know, it wasn't like a Daniel's fast or anything like that. We just came up with things that we would restrict ourselves from, um, but with the goal of uh, listening to God for discernment on our next move, because our lease was gonna be up uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And so in January of 2018, and so we had to move kind of quick. And so we were like, all right, are we renewing our lease or not? It's like, all right, let's fast. And so I, I, I did terrible on the fast. Like, it was literally overlap with my birthday. I was in North Carolina for like a week and a half, <laughs> eating all the things, you know. I was at a conference. It was bad. And Great so, timing. <laughs> but I know, right? And I told her that. She was like, we got to do it. And I was like, all right, whatever. And so, uh, so 10-day fast. On the 11th day, a lot of you not, I posted a photo from the conference I had just left. And um, I was standing in the middle. I was on a panel. I was sitting in the middle, posted the photo, said what I had to say. One of my old mentors, who I hadn't talked to in, like, years, commented. And she was like, this, this photo speaks volumes, but you have to call me. And I was like, well, I'm, on, I'm driving right now. So, like, perfect timing. Like, just call me. And she was like, you know, God spoke to me when you posted that because you're in the middle. And it reminded me of the word nucleus. 
And what was so interesting is that while I was in North Carolina, I was going around um, asking folks, like, what would, like, I went to, like, a high school. Um, I basically was just trying to understand the lay of the land. Like, do I need to come back to North Carolina? And I kept using the word pivot in my conversations. Like, hey, I want to pivot into pivot, pivot, pivot. Mm-hmm. And when she brought up the word nucleus, she read the definition to me. And one of the synonyms to nucleus is pivot. Right. And she had no idea about any of this because I hadn't talked to her in like a year. And so she was just like, you know, you're really moving in your purpose. And, you know, you know, God just laid that on my heart. And I literally, Rob, like I was driving from Charlotte to Raleigh at that time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pull over and just be like, (laughs) yo, like, God, what? Like, I started crying. I was like, this is crazy. Literally the 11th day on the fast that I did terrible at, um, you know, but God told me that. And so for the rest of my time in North Carolina, I was telling folks, like, yeah, I'm about to quit my job. We're not renewing our lease. I'm moving back because that's going to make my money go further because North Carolina is a cheaper place to live. Mm-hmm. And people kind of looked at me a little crazy, but, like, I wasn't asking their permission. I had got my answer. Like, I, it was already answered. Like, I, I had no other discussion, you know. It was just like, all right, so when am I resigning um, and when am I moving moving back to North Carolina? And so um, I just I, – I, I had to tell that story because – that's really what made me move. It wasn't really Apple. I mm. mean, because I was unhappy at Apple, it was easier to leave. Yeah. Um, but it really was a leap of faith, like literally. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't look back. <laughs> that's that's powerful. Uh, it's crazy how God works. And you're like, man, I messed up. And then, you know, at the end of your fast, he's like, nah, there's still something in this. <laughs> I know. It was, I did so terrible. I was eating everything. I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be eating this. <laughs> Don't worry. We all mess up at our fast. I'm, I'm a pastor. <laughs> and even when I'm fasting, I'm like, man, that food look real good. Um, struggling <laughs> through it. But, I mean, that's the power of fast, right? Like, it's so you struggle through it so that you know, all right, man, I do need to lean on God more. And, you know, sometimes he, he speaks so much or really he's he's already always been speaking you just hear him a little bit louder um Mm -hmm. when you're really like you know what i'm fasting and i I really i'm hungering for i'm i have a hunger for real food but really you have a hunger for his voice even more and so um you know now you're you're getting uh your phd and that's it's pretty cool um and uh someone told me once before you don't ask someone who's getting um, who's in the doctoral <laughs> program like when are they finishing they it's, a, finish? it's a disrespectful you. question so i won't ask you that um <laughs> Thank you. but I uh, what i will ask you is <laughs> what is what is the end goal because then, then you're going to be a doctor um dr braswell mm. so wow once you okay, once you have that like what's the end <laughs> goal like what are you trying to do you know it's funny so when i graduated nc state that was like my goal was to get a phd and it didn't work out and I'm glad it didn't work out, but um, I actually had it in the middle of a vision board back then, Dr. Kalia Braswell. Uh, and I had my heart set on the school. They crushed my heart. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll go get a master's and reapply. Mm-hmm. And I ended up at Apple. But um, so it's, it's a full circle moment. I think for folks who haven't known me that long, they're like, a PhD, what? Um, I, I actually don't know. I don't have a straight answer for the end goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what brought me here, though, excuse me, is that is the work I do with Intech, right? So for me, what I started to realize is that um, doing these camps and, and having uh, after-school programs, things of that sort, is nice. But what if, because I come, like I did undergraduate research and I think about things in a research kind of way, I think mm-hmm. all engineers do. Um, we have a hypothesis and we want to test it. And I'm like, well, if I get my PhD, like I can really 
to um, I could scale my impact mm-hmm. and actually have proof of what works and and test some of the things that we've been doing that we think are um, make this this stuff successful. And so I honestly think uh, once I get my PhD at the, at this moment, I don't think I'm gonna go into academia. I do like to teach. Mm-hmm. So I see myself working for like an ed tech company. Um, maybe leading design, maybe leading technology, who knows, um, but probably interfacing with um, teachers and or students in that capacity and just kind of, you know, setting the strategy for what the organization does, um, but then maybe also teaching a class or two at a local university or something like that. Yeah. I, I did do adjunct before I started my, my role here. Mm-hmm. Um, academia actually seen academia, like PhD, Getting a PhD and being a professor is super parallel to being an entrepreneur. There's yep. isolation. Um, you got to build a lab. Uh, you got to go after grant money. Personally, as a nonprofit founder, I don't want to go after grant money anymore. Like that stuff is exhausting. Mm. Um, it's a little different at this playing field. And that was another thing too. Like, how can I go after National Science Foundation money for Intech such that we can scale our programming a little more? Mm-hmm. You know. So there's a lot of different. Thing, the reasons why I wanted to do this, um, but at the moment I do not see myself being a full-time professor, um, just because of that grind. I, I just that's not something that I want. That's not a life I want to live all the time. Yeah. Um, and so you know, but I, I do want to be. I want to elevate meet myself and my brand as far as being an advocate for Black and Latina girls going into this industry, but have you know a research-based platform. Um, you know, and I'm even looking into including social justice into mm-hmm. my research, um, because this is a social justice issue if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just getting, getting a little deeper in the literature and like really being able to say like, well, we, you know, surveyed X amount of people or whatever. Right. And just saying like, this stuff works and here's why was, is, is part of, you know, my why. No, that's real. Um, you know, I think, uh, man, the sky's the limit. And um, I know that ultimately God's just giving you more influence. I think, you know, no one has to tell you that like you've been built to have more influence and you're going to school, which is going to, um, when you, you know, obviously when you become a doctor, you're going to have even greater influence. Um, your word is going to have even greater impact um, because you have that extra thing on your name, but you've already had it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I get to, to have a front row seat to what God is doing in your life. And so, um, man, I'm excited to see what's going to literally what fruit is going to be produced in the next couple of years. Um, if people yes. want to follow you, if they want to support um, you and support Intech um, Camp for Girls, like how do how do they do that? So we are Intech, I-N-T-E-C-H Camp, C-A-M-P dot org. And we're also Intech on all platforms from Facebook to LinkedIn to Instagram. Um, if you just look up Intech Camp, you should mm-hmm. find us. Um, IntechCamp.org slash donate if you want to uh, financially bless us. I promise your 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 money will go to good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how you find Intech. So find me, I am Kalia, K-H-A-L-I-A, Braswell, B-R-A-S-W-E-L-L on all of the same platforms. Um, and also have a website, KaliaBraswell.com. Pretty findable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Um, man, support Intact Camp for Girls, support Kalia Braswell. We're watching you. Um, and then until next time. 
Hey, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, Coffee and Chai. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, share with your friends or family as we plan to release new episodes every other Thursday to end your week off right. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to hit me up on social media, on Instagram or Twitter, RobG1906. But again, thank you for checking us out. We'll catch you next time.